Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about preaching multiple sermons on the same passage of Scripture, and we talk about this week's messages in our series entitled Unreasonable Joy. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, back with Pastor John. Hello, everybody. Good morning, Pastor John. It's a Tuesday, uh, this, the Tuesday after Memorial Day, yes. so Memorial Day weekend. Did you have a good day? Did you have a good, good time? We did. Uh, Memorial Day itself was very low-key for us. Uh, Saturday, we had a, a big thing with Julie's family came over, and um, nice. it, was, it was a Memorial Day thing, but it was also kind of a... Almost like a COVID's over kind of thing. We 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 actually had done a, a very similar thing Memorial Day three years ago when COVID was like at the and everybody was chomping at the bit and uh, to kind of get together and and everything and and we were we were one of those that kind of broke protocol and said come on over or, you know we're you, getting together anyway as long as long you. as you're not sick uh, you know come on over and um, which is going to be true anytime it's true anytime right so but so anyway it was kind of like that and it was it was a very very big day beautiful weather gorgeous weather um uh got it was it was a great weekend yeah especially after last week with all the rain yeah. and oh my gosh and then cooler and, it was perfect yeah. so what about you guys you guys do anything this weekend uh, everybody um everybody that's local anyway the florida fam we're all all here um except for madison who had to work our youngest daughter is a as a nurse in the uh, emergency room so yeah. she was working uh, but we uh, grilled out some um the usual things for uh for, for memorial yeah. day so we had barbecued uh, actually i slow cooked some st louis ribs for like oh. six hours oh wow and they were fall off the bones good and it was uh th- that was really delicious and uh the grandkids were um they were uh, actually fairly calm friendly calm and friendly <laughs> and they got along yeah, calm that's right so uh yeah so well, it, was good. Good. it was a good day that's good that's good well we we had uh, a, a service on sunday we it was a very interesting sunday we just before we hit record you know talk a little bit about it but you know and i mentioned it at the beginning of my sermon uh yeah. just because uh it you know we'd had we'd had several power outages uh, last week here at the church and in the age of technology that we are in that creates a lot of issues and we thought that we had all those issues cleared up but uh david bailey our techie said i think it, the power must have gone out again at some point we didn't realize it yeah. between friday it and sunday big, it was a big outage for it was us a big outage and lots of stuff did not work properly on when i came in at seven o'clock uh, I got a text message from our worship leader, Jennifer Voigt, said, uh, we got sound issues. Do you have a chance to talk? Yeah. And I'm, I'm in, uh, I get that message from John Lowry in, the cl- in Classic, and he says, we have sound issues, and we may not have sound at all for the service. By so, sound issues, it meant no sound at no 815. And it's just the way the technology is. If, it's, if this thing isn't working, if the internet's not working, if this, such stuff's working, you don't have sound in, in the entire yeah. building. Yeah. And so that's where we were for the 815. They didn't get it They didn't get it restored until, I think, the service had already begun at 1030. Yeah. When they got it, everything finally restored. Yeah. And, at, least, and at least in Vine, because the last 
little bits needed to be restored in Vine. They had everything that we needed in, in Classic yeah. fully restored by 10.30. Yeah. But at 8.15, nothing was working. Nothing we had was no working. microphones at all. So yeah. I, was, I was resorting to my... Um, big preacher voice. My big preacher voice, which was really the first church that I... Served was a yoked church, uh-huh. two churches together. One of them was uh, one of the churches had no microphones at all, no speakers oh, at all. Wow. So I just learned. I just switched back to yeah. in my mind back to. I went back to that church, deep and, and deep hold yeah. hold go loud. And so it seemed it seemed to be okay. But I there are some preachers that can't that don't have that they don't have that that gear. There yeah. are some preachers that don't have that gear, and it's it's always good when you. Um, when you have that gear, because you just never know what you're going to, you never know what church, you know, what, what's going to happen on a Sunday morning. And the nice thing in the sanctuary is our sanctuary was actually Built. made for that type of non amplified, so but, but it takes that type of, uh, you know, Stomach, you know, coming yeah. from your, 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 as I say, sing from the diaphragm, speak from the diaphragm, yeah. speak, you know, that kind of, um, that kind of power. And uh, so, uh, but you, you you get used to having a microphone yeah. and you don't need to have that kind of projection and power. So when you also lose, the, I mean, you have to be very conscious about the, what you can't do when you don't have a microphone, which is really low, quiet to create you know, dynamic effect, yeah. you know, you don't, you just don't have that same, right. same options, but you have to, you have to figure out in the moment how to, how to do that, you know, how to create that same yeah. kind of tension and, 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 uh, but it, you know, yeah. I, it, we, we, we got, we got through it. I, I think I was still mentally there at the second service because I, I felt like I was awfully loud for, <laughs> with, with a microphone, with a, right? With a microphone. In my yeah. mind, I'm going, sorry, folks, if I'm yelling at you. We did not have sound at 815. <laughs> so it is funny how you get in that headspace and you, it's hard to get out of that. So, yeah. well, this week we were in the second week in our sermon series uh, called Unreasonable Joy in the book of Philippians and we landed in. In Philippians chapter two, um, ver- verses one through eleven. Yeah, and and you you know we talked a little bit about this last week that this is this is a passage of scripture that we have preached in the not too distant past. It seems like it's a it's almost an annual passage yeah, to yeah. go to. Yeah, and and it has been here since I've been here. So we, we, I've done it at least three times since since I've been here. In yeah, three years. Yeah, and I, and I I think this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've preached on it in in the church here at some point, but. So I wanted to talk about you know one are there other passages of scripture that get that or similarly are are touched on or or you know referenced or brought back to I, you know I think for myself you know I, I've probably preached on John thirteen probably oh, yeah. a, a number of times and some of that is church calendar you know it's the washing of the disciples feet. Um, you know that passage of scripture, so that that tends to come up again. I think it, church holidays would have to go on that list. Any, any yeah, of the, any of the church, uh, you know, liturgical events. So Easter, L- Luke chapter those, two, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the Christmas narratives, all the all the Easter narratives. Those would all be uh, automatically on the list. Yeah, yeah, because you do if if you don't preach directly from them, you at least reference them, right? Yeah, but but a lot of times you do preach directly from. Some portion of Luke chapter yeah. two, over at least once a year. Your ref. I don't know that there's ever been a Christmas where there wasn't some portion of Luke chapter two. Yes, in one of the Pretty Advent the Christmas. Last- 
25 Christmas yeah. day services, yeah. you know, these Christmas Eve services, you're going to, you're going to reference that and, story. And if you don't, if you don't, you'll hear about it. You're going to hear about that. <laughs> Are there other passages that you find that you, you go back to consistently or, or, or they just, they seem to be in the, there's a collection that, uh, that, that come up. I mean, one of them is, it's funny when you, when we talked about it just before hitting record, one of them was, I thought I, I actually used it on Sunday. It yeah. Was a, was a go-to passage, which is the Isaiah 6 the passage. Isaiah 6 passage, yeah. So, the Isaiah 6, Revelation 4 and 5, when it comes to mm-hmm. a glimpse of heaven type passages, mm-hmm. that's always a great, you know, great go-to passages. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, things like uh, Psalm 23, when you sure. when you want to have the guidance, you know, shepherding mm-hmm. God you know, passages, uh, the, and, and with that, the John passages, the Good Shepherd, any of the I Am statements in John, they sure. seem to be, they come back to often. Mm-hmm. Um I think there, you know, the various Matthew, Matthew, Matthew eleven, the um, the uh, come to me, all you who are really yeah. carrying carrying heavy burdens. I think about the Romans eight. You know, there, there. I mean, Romans eight is a very dense chapter, so very rarely do you preach the whole chapter. But there are pass portions of it. I think of the, you know, the the um, the the great Romans eight twenty eight, and you know. Um, God works together all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And everything after that becomes something that gets I, – I've probably preached in that in that range of – in that pericope many times, you know, something from that. And then uh, I referenced Hebrews 12, but we also have done various portions of Hebrews 11, right, right. which is the great – you know, the, the Hall of Fame of Faith. a couple years ago. We did a whole series on it a couple years ago, but then we – you know, especially if you are – preaching from one of those characters in the Old Testament, go back to the New Testament connection of it in, in Hebrews chapter 11. So, what is it about some of those passages that we mentioned, you know, the John 13, the Philippians 2, I think, is a, is a great example that, that calls us back over yeah. and over again. I think what we find in all those passages, John 3.16 would be, of course, the so the classic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, what you find in those passages is there's, there's such kind of almost self-evident truth. There's so much truth contained in these mm-hmm. passages that when you just read down the page, when you read through the passage, you go, yes, yeah, this resonates. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about those. Like the, the Isaiah is like, yeah, the, the, any of the visions of heaven, like this resonates as something that you long for, yeah. and it's just a, a, a glorious presentation of it. Um you know the the Philippians passage just it, it's it, I think it's just one of the it's it, it I can't quite call it the gospel in miniature like you would have in John three sixteen yeah. one verse mm-hmm. or a few verses you have a uh, but you have this this section this pericope mm-hmm. these these you know ten verses eleven verses or so that just feel like the gospel yeah you know you you have the gospel right here the the condescension of Christ the the mm-hmm. work on the cross the the death and you know substitutionary atonement and the um the the ascension the back glorification in, into heaven that yeah. that brings with us the, not only a pattern for us to follow but it just just kind of liberates it so just so it's so you talk about Romans eight being mm-hmm. dense. You yeah. know, the Book of Romans even being dense. That passage itself is dense. Well, and I think it's very foundation. I think there. One of the things when I came back to it, this this for this this sermon, and um, and I went back and referenced some of the more recent sermons that I've I've done on Philippians two. I think th- there's two things that I look at at th- some of the other passages that we've talked about, especially in the New Testament. And then you can go back to the Old Testament, the Isaiah 6, is there's something very fundamental about our understanding about who Jesus is, or in the Isaiah 6, who God is, you know, referencing the holiness. But then mm-hmm. in, in the Philippians 2, you get, you get a very succinct 
presentation of who Christ is and what he came to do, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the divinity part really heavily placed mm-hmm. at the beginning of that uh, in the chapter, in verse five, you know, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, right? So there's this uh, this implication that he didn't count that equality with God a thing to be held on to because he was God. And so he's, like you said, the condescension and the humiliation part that we, you know, the, the part that we kind of always focus on is the cross, which we should that obviously right. is a but but there's all this stuff that leads up to that. Yeah, Philippians Philippians two always feels more like about a description of the movement. Yeah, the movement of Christ downward and then back upward. Yeah. Right. It's that we we call it the great Christological hymn of Philippians yeah. chapter two. You know, and and it's funny. I, 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 did you I, did you say anything at all, at all about this the hymn, being the, the, this being the hymn, the, no. the pre-existing no. hymn that either Paul wrote or somebody else? Wrote. I did not. No, I yeah. did not. That was one of those. Uh, I, was, it, it, I was staring long and hard at it myself. Yeah, and I just felt like, I? no, yeah. I'm not going to. And it might, you know, it might come up at the beginning of this week's sermon, just because it, it is a great transitional thought that that became sort of a hymnody for the the the, the Philippian church and then the, the first century church in general, because it is it is such a powerful understanding of who Christ is. But then there's also that part, and both of us kind of touched on the this in our messages. It's it's the implication of Christ's work on on us following Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So the beginning of Philippians 2 yeah. is have this mind amongst yourselves, right? So it's not just hey let's let's bask in the in the in the goodness of of Christ and this is what Christ did in descending to us and and aren't, aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky and yeah. isn't that great? But it's no no no, he he goes through all that to describe the mindset that the the Philippian church and and by extension we are supposed to have with one another. So there's this, it, I mean, the sermon preaches itself, right? Yeah, it does. Tell <laughs> I mean, the story and just, just lay out the facts. It really just does. So I think that that is one of those things where the, when you get to those scripture passages that do that, I think John 13 does that, where there's just this great narrative of what Jesus is. I mean, there's a story in in that that embodies what, what Paul is talking about in Philippians 2, Well, Jesus actually you know, takes it a step further, washing the disciples' feet, and then he literally says, "Go and do, you know, do likewise." Yeah. You know, this is a, so there's this great theological truth, this great theological statement, and then this immediate application of this, yeah. and it's up to us really just to kind of uh, unpack. I, that. I don't know about you, but I, I get nervous in a passage like that, and especially when I find myself saying things um, like Jesus has set you set you an example, and then go, and, and so so go and follow that. Even even in the passage, like you said, John thirteen, where he literally says, yeah, go, said, yeah. Yeah, "If I, your teacher, have done this, I've set you this example. Go, you go and do this to one another." Even when he literally says it, I, my my hesitancy that I always feel when I'm even when I'm saying that, even when it's it's in the passage, and you're you're sort of obligated to say it, is that it can't be reduced to that. Yeah, it's not reduced to that. No, it can't. It has to be more than. There's more than just. I, I've set you a good example. Now go follow follow my example. The, the, we need to see the objective truth of what mm-hmm. has actually happened. Mm-hmm. That the great exalted Christ has has in fact come into this world. The great teacher has in fact come among you and washed your feet. Mm-hmm. That there's substance here, and, and let that substance itself sit in your soul. Otherwise, it's just going to be. Outward motions with it's works internal. right. It becomes a works works righteousness. It becomes, so, yeah. a, it becomes an empty act of yeah. works righteousness, and that's why the Philippians two passage is so important when you when you go into the verse. And you started your your sermon with verses five yeah. through eight, really 
landing, you know, starting with where, where Paul lands to say, uh, let's focus on Christ for a second. Let's focus on what he's done for us, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is the, 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 the extent that he was willing to go for our sake. And because he's done that, then you go and do likewise. It's not try to earn your way into this position. The position is secure. So now you have no excuse, you yeah. know, not to, to follow that example. So, you know, you made that, 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 that choice to start with, with the gospel there, yeah. right, right off the bat. And uh, was there, what was the challenge about bringing this passage to the, the table this week for you? I mean, in the context of the series, it, it's obvious because it, it, you know, chapter two yeah. follows chapter one. Right, right. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the not losing sight for me, I, I didn't want to, first off, I get almost overwhelmed with good kind of in a good way overwhelmed with with the with the magnitude of the of the of the text like what is this text actually saying i didn't want to lose sight of the fact that we're preaching about joy and we're preaching yeah. about the source of paul's joy and uh you know it doesn't it doesn't say in there other than make my joy complete um you know then you get into this this christological movement here yeah. it, you know when you especially when you land in that massive movement of the the exalted one becoming low being mm-hmm. brought back up again you could lose sight of that and the and really the 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 staggering goodness of what what that 5 through 11 was all mm-hmm. about you could lose sight of hey remember the joy of paul yeah so i i felt like that was something i wanted to, like, it was mm-hmm. it was a challenge for me to not lose sight of that because it really was his source of joy and the reason why he thought that it would be something that would be good for them yeah. and their disunity that they were experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, we, the last time we preached on this was uh, in a series called Becoming Like Christ. So the focus in that series was really, ele- and when we preached on this, really elevating the, 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 who, what Christ did and, and, you know, what he, why he did that. And so I wanted to make sure that we brought that, I brought that to the table, right? Um, trying very hard not to just repeat what I had said just because right. it's just a couple just a year and a half ago we did that series but but then also again like you're saying bringing back this whole idea of the joy so when I started I wanted to really kind of hone in on what what is it that Paul because it seemed very antithetical to what Paul had talked about in in chapter one you know that the seat of his joy is the work of Christ and what he gets to do as a preacher of the gospel because of the work of Christ. So, for him to, to kind of put the onus back on the Philippian church to complete the joy that he's talked mm-hmm. about establishing, to me, was like, I, I struggled with that, to be honest. And I, I right. kind of mentioned yeah. that at the beginning of the sermon, because to me, it's like, well, Some, it, something is lacking in his joy. Isn't You're your kind of joy already complete just because of Jesus? Yeah. I mean, isn't that? But he's. But that's where the whole idea of the community of faith is so vitally important to our living into the fulfilled life. This is, and I didn't say it like this, and I kind of wish I did after the fact I thought about it. I was like, man, I wish I had said it like this. This is why Jesus doesn't just die on the cross and say, okay, go to your houses and read your Bibles and be good people. That's why he establishes the community of the church and calls the church the Mm -hmm. body of Christ because there's something in our union with the body of Christ where the joy of of being in relationship with Christ is more fully realized. And there's something incomplete about it when we're not united into 
the body of Christ called the church. There's something, and Paul makes that statement to complete my joy. It's, it's literally fulfilling it. It's like, you know, it's like a canister that's three quarters full, and he's saying, get it all the way to the top because of our unity in Christ together. And I, that that was a that was a challenging thing for me because I'm like. How do we say Jesus is enough? Because we know that that it's not, you know, the, and this is maybe a bad reference because Chavijan kind of fell fell off. But he had a Tulian Chavijan had a book a few years ago. Jesus plus nothing equals everything, right? Mm. And yet, this complete my joy statement goes. But wait a minute, <laughs> there is something for you to do. There is something that Jesus has done and created that we're supposed to be a part of. So that that we are experiencing the full life that Jesus promised, yeah. the abundant well, there's life. The so, so there's there. a lack. There's a lack. Yeah. Without that, right? Yeah. yeah. The difference is that you, we're not talking about salvation at that point. We're talking about the fullness of the exactly. abundance of life that is that is offered. And and that and, and I think this is we've talked about this before. That's always a touchy, like a kind of a, a fine line to to walk. Right. Like we're not saying Jesus isn't enough. <laughs> For your salvation. He is, absolutely. He's enough for your joy. But Jesus has also died for the sake of the church, and he's yeah. created the church in it, and he calls us to be united to that so that we can experience the joy of of salvation in the community, not just in isolation. Does fully. that make sense? Yeah, I, I fully, think that, fully, fully, to experience that fully, and, and, and in order to experience that fully, you're not going to be sitting sitting around twiddling your thumbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is a you know, our, look. The Christian faith is an activism. Yeah, we, we have an active faith. It, we, there's there are actions that are that come out of it. It's just you know, we, this is a, well, a couple of weeks ago. Whenever this said, that mm-hmm. we, just, we just need to make sure we get our serving on the right side of salvation. Yeah, yeah. our action on the right side of salvation. Mm-hmm. Salvation is secure. It, and therefore, it leads to yeah. therefore yeah. You know, these these actions. So. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, again, the, the the Philippian Christians they were not they were having some 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 sort of divisions, some sort of disunity, some sort which, of problems. Which which I don't know about you makes me feel a lot better about just the big C church in general, <laughs> yeah. right? Because this is because every single church has had their, their yeah other days, and 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 the Philippian church, by all accounts, if you read the, all the letters of Paul that we have, they were probably his favorite. I mean, it seems yeah, like yeah. it seems like they're the ones. I mean, he's always highlighting their generosity to other churches. Um, this letter, and you, you mentioned it, I think, a lot more fully than I did the week before. Just there's a warmth in this letter yeah. that is that is it's not quite as obvious in some of the other letters, uh, and yet they still had some some issues. They yeah. still had some problems, and 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 they were. And what I loved, what you did. Um, and I, I mentioned this a bit, but this this idea that they're still affected by the cultural. Yeah, I like that we both we both yeah. we we both felt that that was an important piece to bring in that that the their behavior was not the way I was saying it was his behavior was not that unusual yeah for the culture at the time and not and not really um, looked down like like that was to to, to elevate the uh, the concept of humility and I had this is cutting room floor stuff because I had a lot more about this concept of the doulos and the bond servant mm. and and uh, I, I talked about the uh, Aristotelian view of it but I had a lot more in my notes. That I just didn't, that I just kind of pared back to very little bit. But this would be, be abhorrent. It would have been abhorrent to elevate uh, a slave, which is really what the doulos yeah. is, 
as a hero of yeah. faith. Yeah, cannot be the hero of the story. No, and yet Paul, and especially in the book of Philippians, consistently talks about himself as a servant, talks about Christ as a servant, and calls the Philippian people to be, the Philippian church to be servants. And uh, I don't know about you, but the, the th- weeks like this week, you know, I, I know I've, I've said that before, I know I've taught that before, but, but sometimes weeks like this week, it, it really kind of broke through the mm-hmm. broke through the fog a little bit and said, mm-hmm. no, this, this really is a, a um, there was something substantial that was brought into the into the world at the time when yeah. when when the, when humility was seen as a virtue when servanthood was seen as a virtue because mm-hmm. the, the the Greek Greek influence on this Roman culture would have nothing to do with that. absolutely and and I think as I think it, and 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 I'd love to hear your thoughts a little bit about this I, when I look at our culture today right there is some lip service I think paid to the concept of humility, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, we, we I, I say that... I think we're losing it. Yeah, and we say that we want... That's that, why I think sermons like Sunday, for, yeah. for both both versions of it, I think the sermons like Sunday and coming back, that's probably, and put this together, that's probably why we keep coming back to this yeah. passage. Yeah, It's because we know that we see it. Anybody, anybody can just look around and say, no, that this is not a world full yeah. of... You know, humble, humble people put the other person first kind of world, and so and yet there's this different ethic that's being put out by Christ and by and by Paul in service of Christ, saying, "But we must be these people." Yeah, when I when I preached this passage last time, when we were talking about the humility of Christ, I I I, I had uh, I opened with the concept of the humble brag. I think we talked about <laughs> yes, the idea of the yes, humble brag, I remember that. which is very uh, very common today because we. Nobody wants to look like the selfish, pride-filled kind of you know jerk or whatever. <laughs> but they always like to couch whatever they're saying in these kind yeah. of humble ways, right? And yet, it under the surface, it's really look how great I am, you know. And and I think that's kind of maybe even more so than the the Roman culture, the Greek influenced Roman culture that Paul's talking about, because they were just very out front. Humility is not a virtue. Yeah, it was much more out front than than, than it is today. Today we would say humility is a virtue, but for somebody else, not for me. <laughs> right? I want other people to be humble, but I, you know, I can't be humble, or I'm going to pretend to be uh, not humble, or what, or, or well, pretend to be that's humble. That's the old song. Yeah, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you all who are listening are singing along with that song, well done. So yes, you, you both, both you both know the song and the humor in humor yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the joy part of this is um, I closed out the message really talking about how we're physiologically um, we're physiologically designed and psychologically designed to find joy when we are yeah. uh, enacting humble service yeah. um, even even in our, there was an article in psychology today which I referenced and 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 the idea is uh, no matter where we are at in our state of life if we if we determined to or if we are determined to be altruistic in in our time and our efforts and our giving uh it's linked to increases in happiness and and all these different things and and for the and what i said basically was for the christian um we would say well obviously because that's how our god is you know that's what our god has done you know and that's what he's done for us and so to live into that example is is this you get to see 
um, this in a microcosm kind of way uh, for anybody who's been on short-term mission missions, trips. Yeah, mm-hmm. And on short-term, short-term missions, uh, the the pretty pretty typical refrain is that I feel like I got more out of this trip mm-hmm. than I possibly could have given, and I feel bad that I'm getting more out of this than I possibly yeah. could. I feel bad for even feeling that, but it's just so true. I feel like I've gotten so much out of this. Yeah. And I said, and this, and it's really proving your point, which yeah. is that is that when we do this, mm-hmm. when we do, you know, and, and it's the point we both made. When we do this, something will happen inside of you. Yeah. It's, you just can't help to ha- help. And that's a that gift shift. of God, right? Yeah, and it's a good thing. That it's is not a, to be yeah. not to be apologized for. Something yeah. will happen inside of you, and there will be a, an elevation. It's one of the ways that people dig themselves out of funks in yeah. life when they're in a dark place in life. You know, sometimes the message is go serve somebody. Yeah, and 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 it's so it's such an it's such a statement that's obvious, but yet so so few people actually do, do it. it. And then when they do it, they're like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you were designed by you're created in the image of God, and this is how God operates with us in Jesus Christ. So it, we shouldn't feel guilty for feeling good about serving because that just is. That's playing into our God-given design, right? Yeah. And when we're and and the the funny thing is, the opposite is true when we become hoarders and we become you know self-centered and self-focused. When we're, that's our we're less we're less happy, happy. we're less joyful, we're less contented in life because we are acting against the God-given image uh, that we were created with, and we're acting against the example of our Lord and Savior. It's hard to be joyful when you have the fear that is behind that 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 accumulation, you know, fear of the, losing the insecurities. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to be joyful, and and you know, and, and gratitude is. You know, there are, these are all themes that are tied together. Gratitude is tied to this as well. When you think about what Christ has done in that movement, yeah, in, in Philippians two, you know, you can't help but to be grateful for that yeah he did it for he did it for us well and that really kind of leads into the 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 week that we're coming into which is which is this idea of of grumbling you know what what often happens is when we're in a difficult circumstance is we we're tempted to complain and grumble and and again kind of you know get get insulated and yet grumbling is you know it, when we when we hold on to the joy of Jesus Christ and the joy of the Lord, that that overwhelms the grumbling and the complaining. So that kind of is where we're where Paul leads into and where we're going to land uh, this week coming up. So um, in Philippians, uh, the end of Philippians chapter two. So a lot, uh, of heart, a lot of heart. Paul Paul does a lot of heart work with the Philippians, and it's it's the right place to do it because these are people he's he's wild about these people. He loves yeah. these people. There's such a good, strong relationship with them, so he really wants their heart to be yeah right yeah yeah. So John, you're going to be back in classic this week. Yes, and yes. Uh, we're it's communion uh, Sunday this weekend. Communion Sunday, and not able to be with us, and you can join us online. Be sure to get set up uh, with your communion yeah. service. I'll be back in Vine, and uh, and then we'll flip for a week um, right. on the 11th, and then we'll be back. So uh, those summer schedules coming coming up, we've got some uh, going to have some fun times with yeah, you'll scheduling. Be away, I'll be away. I'll, you'll, you'll be, be away, away, away. I'll be away. I'll be away. Yeah, so we have yeah. lots of different things like that. But this week, uh, it's kind of normal. You're in classic. I'm in Vine. Um, 
um, for uh, the third week in our series called Unreasonable Joy. Uh, if you missed this past week's message, uh, thankfully, they did both get streamed. They are both online. They, so if Vine you, almost didn't. Almost did not. Um, I actually had my iPhone in the back recording the whole service just in case so we could put something up online. Oh, but but I got a text message. I, I got a message literally as I was getting ready to post something on Facebook saying, hey, we apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, that it was going, it was going live. So I'm like, yes, okay, so that's good. Um, but if you missed it, it it's it's there uh, on our website, fbclakeland.org. You can watch the complete services for both Classic and Vine, um, or any weeks uh, previous in this series. Uh, go to the worship page in the Sermon Archive tab. And if you've missed any of the episodes of Armchair Preaching, do encourage you to go to your favorite uh, podcasting service, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, you can uh, subscribe so that you can get notified when a new episode drops. I keep hearing from people last couple of weeks how much they appreciate this. I talked to some folks that, that are homebound, and okay. uh, they, they, they come when they can, but oftentimes they can't, so they watch the service at 8.15, then they watch the service at 9.30, and then they wait for the podcast to drop on Tuesday afternoon. Oh, so, uh, they were, uh, they the, the husband actually came in my office last week when I was setting up the microphones, and he said, oh, you have no idea how much oh, it really good. means to us. Yeah. So, uh, I want to say hello to Bill and Pat, and uh, we, we love you guys. And for all those that, that do the good. same, we have good, quite good, a few good. folks that do that. So. I would say also those fo- folks listening, if you're enjoying this, be sure and shoot uh, Pastor Zach a, a line and, and a word of encouragement because uh, to pull this off is no small thing. He spends uh, he spends uh, quite a bit of time setting up equipment, taking down equipment, making sure the the, the podcast is working, and putting the front end, back end, and intro outros on it. A lot of work goes into it on your part. Thank so you. I'm appreciative, Zach. And thank you. And, uh, and if you all think about it, let him know as well. Thank you. I appreciate that, John. And uh, we look forward to uh, being back together in the armchair next week. Yep. And uh, for everybody else, we will see you next time.